podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This programme was previously broadcast live on Love Sport Radio, so some items may be out of date. For more podcasts or to listen live, visit lovesportradio.com. You are listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm delighted to say I'm joined in the studio with We Are West Ham, James Jones and Will Pugh. And let me tell you, the next hour, of course, is dedicated to the Hammers, but there's a few tensions in the studio. There's a few tweets flying around. There is lots to be made of the game on the weekend. VAR, points dropped. Big team mentality, Pellegrini's power play, there's words for it all. We'll be getting to the bottom and finding out those answers. But as always, you can get involved. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us on 0208 70 20 558 or WhatsApp on the same number. It's your team, your voice. Tonight we're going to be doing a Palace review. We're going to be doing the famous West Ham quiz. Lots at stake to play for there. And also, delighted to say Jeff Pike, former West Ham legend, will be joining us on the line. Great to have a chat with him about all things where the Hammers are concerned. Let's get into uh, the Palace review. Uh, Before we get into the game, (laughs) because James is already laughing, I think we have to start at the very top after the result. And I want to know your thoughts on the performance because it was such a disappointing result when West Ham were flying. They could, you know, at the top end of the table doing well. Uh, James Jones, uh, at by James Jones, it's good. James Jones by James Jones, tweeted this. West Ham fans keep hearing about a big team mentality at the club, yet to see it. Big team mentality means you don't lose to Palace at home when one nil up. We just did. We are not a big club. We don't have a big club mentality. I do not want to hear it anymore. Obviously, that went slightly <laughs> uh, viral, shall we say, across the Twitter sphere uh, after the result. And uh, notably, your co-host, your friend, your comrade felt a little bit differently will yeah absolutely i think <laughs> <laughs> i think it was uh it was i mean let, let's I, I, I think we still love each other don't we james oh yeah i'll Can never fall out of love for you oh, good, i never God. fall out of love God for you for that. no so my my response i think me and james were uh both in well i think what it was born from we were both pretty angry because i was wound up about the game but mine was sorry but we were a mindless handball and a few millimeters away from being third in the league we had seven points after eight games last season this season we've got 12 from eight perspective please jonesy <laughs> and i mean you had a lot more reaction off of it than than just well, me being a well, clown, well, I, did. Didn't you? <laughs> I, I, I did have a few uh, 254 likes. There's quite a few people that agree with you, James. I, I, weren't, I, I don't think they were liking what I was saying. Oh, right. The ratio weren't great. I, I wanted more retweets on that. 30, <laughs> only 38 retweets. To the, to... If I was on there, mate, I would have been with Thanks, you. Thanks, mate. Strength. No, I pre- <laughs> thing is, though, I mean... So, go on. What did, what did you think? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I just want to point out, I did write that after about eight pints. <laughs> so, and then... So, it was a mindless drinking session a few millimetres away, and then you might not have put that. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't think many people saw until Bianca Westwood retweeted, and that was it. <laughs> Thanks um, a lot. Yeah, cheers, yeah. Bianca. But no, I think I, I don't regret what I said because I, I still feel quite strongly about this. And everyone knows about my thoughts on this whole big team mentality thing. It, it's good that Pellegrini's trying to instill that attitude and that mentality into the squad. But to constantly come out and keep talking about it is really. At the beginning, it was quite refreshing to hear last season. It was like, brilliant. We've got a manager that actually wants to do that, kind of in line with what we're trying to achieve with the football club since the stadium move and everything else. But then. Yeah, okay, barring a couple of wins against top six teams, we haven't really seen it. And don't get me wrong, we've had a really good start to the season. We've only lost two of our first eight, eight league games. 
Uh, one of those was on the first day of the season against City. So I'm not at any minute saying that we're you know we're struggling, we're having a bad season. It's a disgrace, Pellegrini out. I'm not saying that, but if you wanna if you wanna say that we've got a big team mentality and the players are really really going for it and you know we're, we're finally here and I fell into the trap a couple of weeks ago. I said this is finally the West End that we were promised. Blah blah, and then suddenly you're one nil up with 25 minutes to go out in the Palace and you lose two one because of one giving away a silly penalty. And then, okay, we can't do anything about the VAR thing. It, it is what it is. It's here to stay. Like, we've got, just got to swallow it. Do you not agree with it? You're saying it like you don't agree with it. Well, I mean, it it was close, wasn't it? I mean, but, but we, we've, side. Seen, we've seen we've seen very similar, very very close decisions given offside. Fair. Um, this season, this season, <laughs> have we? Yeah, we have. I was I was generally quite happy to let you go because I thought you were you were. But, I mean, making sense. But it was offside. It was, it, uh, sorry, it onside. was offside. It, onside, onside. It was onside. Yeah. yeah, but we've seen other ones that gone. Actually, now he's offside because they've been quite close. If you, if you ever look, I think it's the Tottenham one mm. uh, with the Serge Aurier goal that got ruled out. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Um, anyway, I mean, it, I mean, it, it's it, it's much of a it's, it's millimeters, isn't it? Mm. And you know. Um, so we can't say we can't do so much about the VR, but giving away a city penalty like that, and we should have had to go and put to bed. We missed missed a couple of chances, and it just it just frustrated me on the night, and I'm sure it frustrated a lot of other West Ham fans. I took it a little bit too far <laughs> after eight pints, going on the Twitter and just venting my frustration. All my mates are having a go at me, going, "What are you talking about, mate?" And Will does the same thing. So yeah, I mean, I don't regret what I said, but I probably shouldn't have said it at the time. James, we always want you to rant on this show. Look at the Spurs and the Spurs fan show. It's been therapy for them for weeks. It won't get any better. So if you want five minutes to to get it all off your chest, we're more than happy for you to do that. Before we talk a, a little bit about the game and before we get Will's thoughts, I just wanted to ask that you you mentioned it's, we're not a big club, we're not a big team mentality if you can't beat Palace at home, but big teams with big team mentalities can slip up on a day no, and lose proposition like, like that. This is, this is where it, it annoyed me even more. Can I, can I just I tweet that? Yeah, yeah, after I tweeted that, because <laughs> Will is everyone's going, but yeah, but we're not a big club. No one said we're a big club. And I was like, I haven't said that anyone said we're a big club. Pellegrini, sorry, Pellegrini, Pellegrini said that yeah. he wants to instill a big club mentality. That's not saying he wants to turn us into a big club. Uh, and I never said that we were a big club. And those people come back to me and go, well, I don't remember any fans saying we're a big club. So, like, well, I haven't said that anyone has said that. All I'm saying is that if we're going to keep hearing about this big big club mentality, then you can't lose 2-1 at home when you're 1-0 up at, uh, at home. I know big clubs do lose 2-1 at home to, to clubs. And I know <laughs> I know what Will's going to come out in a bit. Just, just, oh, just, just leave. I know... I mean, City lost against Wolves at home at the weekend. That was a shot result. And I'm pretty sure, was it you that tweeted me yeah. or someone else tweeted <laughs> no, me and me, said, oh, yeah. I wonder whether City fans, one City fans are wondering whether they're a big club or not after that result. Oh, no, it's, no, that's it wasn't not, me, That no. wasn't my point. My point is that you don't get Pep Guardiola coming out every week going, oh, you know, we're trying to get a big club mentality. Already, that was my problem. They're already there, though, aren't they? They're Sorry, already God. there. Um, I'm not by any stretch of the imagination saying that we're a massive club and we shouldn't be losing to Palace. Palace deserved it, I think. Yeah, we messed up a little bit. They probably deserved it on the day. Um, and, and that's it. I had eight pints. I was a little <laughs> bit annoyed and I tweeted something and I jumped the gun a little bit. But but I don't regret what I said. I still mean what I said. Right, Will, it is your time to the dance floor. You've not had much to say in reply of the game and of James Jones. Well, 
I, first of all, the, the the one that made me laugh, which I thought actually might be really be the end for me and James. I hadn't quite had eight, but I'd probably had about five. And <laughs> and uh, so that I was just I was chatting to a mutual friend of mine and James's who I went to the game with afterwards, and we were talking about the tweets, but I wasn't laughing about it. And uh, I uh, my my mate pointed out to me that Bayern Munich also lost two one at home to Hoffenheim at the weekend. Hoffenheim are mid table, and Bayern Munich are obviously a big club in Germany I think I just think it, it just really annoyed me not just from James to be fair but I went on went on Twitter afterwards and yeah. it had just blown up like everyone is oh we're a disgrace da 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 and I think ultimately the game Palace will will be alright this season I, I thought I was you know before up until the game I hadn't having not seen them I thought they were going to be that we were going to struggle a little bit <clears throat> sorry that they were going to struggle a little bit but they'll be alright they were really disciplined the defensive work was outstanding they kept their shape really well and I think from from that perspective they surprised me ultimately though we, sh- we should have finished our chances I think that was a difference in the game I don't think we were a disgrace I think that's probably one of the tougher teams we've come up against this season because it's the first or one of the first teams who have just sat back Norwich weren't like that they came out and attacked when we played Brighton away and Watford away obviously because because they are the home team they came out and attacked us a bit so left some space behind I think they were the first team probably this season who've just sat back and gone nope we want a point we've come here for a point and that's it we did struggle to break them down but ultimately we had two guilt-edge chances other than one we scored which was Hallers in the first half which was easier to score than the one he eventually yeah. did and he missed it and then Lanzini had one that felt him on the edge of the box and all I could see was Lanzini scores 500th goal against Palace because he loves a goal against them and he <laughs> he didn't he sort of shuffed, scuffed it into the floor and shanked it wide he didn't have a good game and I just think it really wound me up that everyone was sort of it was massive absolute nightmare and like I said those stats of where we were last season seven after eight games and we've now got 12 from eight I think I agree with you from me watching a game it was the late kickoff it was on TV you know I thought West Ham played well well enough to, to win the game to get the three points they had the chances although Palace you know I have to give them credit as well but speaking to Steve Thompson just before we'd done the show on Love Sport Drive he said from a West Ham perspective you know they play well they had the chances they just didn't come away with the points he said it's annoying but it's more of a worrying concern when West Ham are totally played off the park you know terrible at the office and then we're like oh where's this come from but it wasn't that type of performance was it Will? No and I I honestly think that we have now got the amount of po- we've got the exact amount of points we deserve I think because we got in my opinion we got a point away at Villa that we didn't deserve they were be- the better team than us on the night we were lucky to escape there and a point away at Brighton that we we probably didn't deserve either two games where we have been the second best team on the pitch and come away with something at the weekend I would say yeah we probably were slightly better but again it depends what you think is better because Palace were excellent mm. at can like execute their plan well yeah. not even that just you, you could tell exactly what they'd been told before and every single player on there on the pitch bar none had an excellent game in line with what Hodgson had told them before he would have gone in afterwards and 100% been gone God, I don't know how we've got three points there but you lot did excellent to execute exactly what I'd asked you before and you know I, I don't think they deserve to win the game but they did play well we should have scored our chances if we were 2-0 up at half time 
you never know, dear. But I, I just don't think it's as much of an absolute disaster as everyone was making out in the week. It's not a disaster for Will. We said, you know, good performance, unlucky not to get the points. Crystal Palace, they executed their game plan. They nullified West Ham. You know, they done what Roy Hodgson set them out to do. For you, James, it is a disgrace. Minus you had... Uh... <laughs> I don't think it's a disgrace. I don't. I don't it's a disgrace. You did have eight points. It, it just annoyed me after a few beers. Mm. I'm surprised you weren't on the champagne now because I know what hospitality is like. <laughs> I'm surprised you was on the eight points. No, I weren't uh, in hospitality this week. I wish I was. It would be comfier. In the interest of a compromise and to make sure that our uh, blossoming romance is, isn't yeah. shot dead, James, I think what about if we settle on a, a bigger team mentality, i.e. the mentality of a bigger team than we were last season because we are doing better and things are looking up. You two definitely need to settle it. But when we're talking about this big team mentality, James, is this every time now West Ham aren't, you know, it's an off day, you know, bad day at the races, you know, not not quick at the starting blocks. Are you always going to put it down to this big team mentality? Because results like this can happen. You know, West Ham are going to find bumps in the road when they're trying to, you know, move on and upwards. Yeah, no, I absolutely get that. And uh, and I, I agree that, you know, it does, this, this sort of thing happens to big teams. We saw City against Wolves, we've already mentioned. Uh, I mean, look at Man United right now. Look at Tottenham right now. Um, so, I mean, I'm not saying that big big clubs with big club mentality should never lose a football match because that's not that's not true. There's football, isn't it? Think, things happen. But I don't know. I just I just think that everything that we've been promised and you know, and I, I, we were really really excited going into that game because we could have gone could have gone third, could have gone fourth. Leicester lost at Liverpool, it gave us a big chance, and um, you know, I just think that if we were to lose to if we'd have lost to United a couple of weeks ago, wouldn't have brought, it, it wouldn't have... It, I think the cup defeat was more bad from this whole big team mentality than this well, defeat to I, Crystal Palace. And we did you talk are about an it. established Palace side. You and losing to Oxford, forget the score. That was more of the... We, we did talk about that as well. I did, I did question it then as well. I thought, you know, you can't keep talking about it and then go and, and field a team like that and then lose 4-0 at the Oxford. But joking aside, Palace are fourth. They've, they've yeah, got they're good side. side. They're, yeah. and, and I mean, don't get me wrong, <clears> like... It, it was out. It was, okay, Palace didn't come out and attack us. You know, they, they had their tactics and they and they nullified our our threat. We missed a couple of really really clear chances in the first half, which would have put the game to bed before half time. Even before we scored that great goal in the second half, really really wonderful goal. Um, and you know, so that's our fault for only being one 0 up when they got that penalty. But then silly penalty to give away, uh, and then the VAR things, the VAR things. So. Yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna. Don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna tweet like that every week after we've lost to Bournemouth or or Brighton or whatever happens. But you know, it, it just annoyed me at the time. Can I quickly ask? Because you talk about the penalty, you said a fluke pen. I don't know who put that. Was it a fluke? When you say fluke, it's not a fluke pen. Sorry, that He's was, put his arm up. Yeah. Was, no, it, it was me. But I, what, what by fluke? I meant more of a. That's a one in a hundred games. Declan's going to do that. Mm. Yeah, you know, I just thought it was. But why? It was. It felt like it was. A daft thing to do. It was. It was a, a rush of a rush yeah. of blood, wasn't it? It was one of those things that you know, in the heat at the moment on a football pitch, just happens, doesn't it? Mm. And for all the good things that that Rice has done this year, I don't, you know, I don't, I didn't really hear anyone coming out and digging him out too severely no, no, no. after the game, and that's rightfully so. I mm. that, and that that was kind of my point, to be honest. I just think it was just one of those once in a. You know, flash in the pan things, splash in the pan, whatever the phrase is. <laughs> but just once in a blue moon thing where you go, oh, that's so annoying, that's so irritating. Really, it was probably a, a draw may have been a fair result. Well, we've been talking all about the game. Someone who will know just a little bit more than us would delight to say Jeff Pike, former West Ham legend, will be joining us next. For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio.
You are listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with We Are West Ham, James Jones and Will Pugh. Well, we just had a heated discussion. I think James and Will were friends. They didn't say much in the break. I've got to be honest, I was a little bit scared, but maybe after Will pulls it level on the quiz, then it could be getting a lot worse. We'll see a lot to play for. James doesn't want to say much, but we've talked about the game. Was it was it a point uh, drop, three points drop? But they're really, you know, they're pleased with where they are in the season so far. Someone who will know more about that, I'm delighted to say, joining us on the phone now, Jeff Pike, former West Ham legend. Jeff, thank you for giving us a little bit of your time this evening. A disappointing defeat on the weekend. What did you make of it? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, good evening, by the way. Uh, yeah, it's... Um... Uh, obviously, where I work, which is uh, with the Football Association, I um, obviously had quite close contact with um, uh, with Roy on several occasions through his uh, international career. And one of the big things that he had was about uh, organising his team and getting people organised from a defensive perspective. And you could see that that he'd actually worked extremely hard with the players to get that to get that right. And they were difficult to break down. Um, so it, it was uh, going into the game. I thought that yeah, it would be it would be really good to win. But I, I had a real big uh, doubt that there was going to be some uh, some upset along the line because of the way they were organised. Evening, Jeff. No, I, I kind of totally agree with you there on that one. To be honest, I think they were. I think a, a win probably still did flatter them. To be honest, because that was probably their two chances of the game. We were a little bit wasteful with the few that we did have. But I was really impressed with Palace. I thought they were really organised. One thing. What do you think, sort of generally at the moment? Because we had sort of a little bit of a disagreement in the studio about the position that the team are in now. And from my point of view, I, I sort of it looks like quite a lot of progress. We're still eighth, although it's a disappointing result. We're still eighth, twelve points from eight games unbeaten away from home last season we had those four defeats on the bounce I think we had seven points from this position last year how do you think the club are looking generally at the moment um, I think you've got to be careful I think you know at the moment uh, they're possibly flattering to deceive a little bit I mean if you look at the, the fixtures that they've had the, the one big game that they've had against Man City they've got beat 5-0 um, you know so the other teams like Brighton Watford Etc. Etc. Uh, Villa, you know, uh, are in and around that area where they're, they're middle of the table type teams, along with West Ham, and they they they're fighting it out amongst themselves to get into those top the top half of the table. So there, there's like two groups of, uh, of of clubs. There's the top. There's the top sort of five or six, and there's the other ones. Uh, the, ne- the next one's down, which which West Ham, in my opinion, fit into. And it's whether they finish top of that group or whether they finish halfway down that group. So the the um, the fixtures so far, I think, you know, the, the teams that they've played are those teams in and around that area. I think the one disappointment for me was the the um, uh, the loss against Oxford. Because I think, you know, with, with West Ham, they're, they're not going to win the Premier League title. Uh, so their, their one route for success is the cup competitions. And it really disappoints me when, when teams go out and it's either a weakened team because of who they're playing or what competition it is. Uh, and I think West Ham should go full out to, 
and put their foot hard down on the pedal and go and try and win one of these uh, cup competitions. Yeah, I agree on the cups, Jeff. Just to pull you up quickly on that, when you said about the top five or six teams there, do you still think even this season that we're, you know, that it is quite black, as black and white as that? Maybe Arsenal and Chelsea are, Chelsea are looking better than I think most people thought, but certainly Manchester United are one of those that would have been considered the top six. I, I wouldn't sure. be surprised if we finished above them. Uh, I'm I'm not disputing that. I, you know, it's this um, uh, mentality of what people have around what that looks like. So, if you if you look at historically, so last season the top six, for example, they they tend to play out amongst themselves who's going to finish in that in those top four areas. So, whilst I don't disagree with what you're saying, I still think that you know we've we've played eight games. You know, there's there's a, still a hell of a long yeah. way to go. Um, and, you know, it's going to come down to the games that you play against those teams that are allegedly, in inverted commas, the, the, the top six sides that are going to that invariably are going to be battling it out for the, for the, major, for the uh, major prizes at the end of the season. Evening, Jeff. Do, do you not think, though, that, you know, given what, you know, the way that the likes of United, United have been this season, Tottenham haven't been great, um, and, you know, there's definitely at least two of that top six really up for grabs um, absolutely do you think that absolutely. You know, this is surely this is if there's ever a season that West Ham are going to break that top six it's this season right um, potentially um, but what I want what I want to sort of redirect you to and I'm, I'm not trying to be negative in any way what I, what I um, we did a huge amount of work last year on uh, and I had a conversation with Trevor Brooking about this at uh, an event that we did up in Norwich and uh, he, he commented uh, in front of the audience that there was uh, West Ham had improved defensively. But the statistics actually said that West Ham were the worst team in the Premier League at defending against corners. So is that part of defending? In my opinion, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, you know, I, I still think that West Ham are vulnerable defensively. Um, you know, it, it, they don't seem to have that... Uh, Cohesion. So, if we take Palace as an example, you could see the way they'd been drilled to be able to uh, stop the opposition from getting anywhere near their goal or trying to score. Whereas I think West Ham is very much off the cuff. I don't see any real um, uh, organisation in in the respect of what they're supposed to be doing. I can't see a pattern of how they defend. Um, so I find that I, you know, whilst I'm trying not to be as negative. Um, I still think uh, I'm I'm trying to be realistic rather than negative, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does. I, I completely agree on that. Certainly on the defensive side, I think the you know a few few other people who, who support different clubs who aren't watching them in as much detail as we obviously are each week have come to me already this season. Gone, oh, you you look loads better at the back, and it's like, well, no, I think we've just got a few fortunate clean sheets which make us look a lot better. And I certainly think Fabianski had been bailing out a couple of the defenders. Sure. And you know, without him, I think we'll be in a, a bit of trouble. But what do you think then, going forward? What's was sort of from considering all that you've just said? What, what do you think is a, a realistic, you know, goal for the rest of the season then? Well, well, it, it's it, it comes down to expectation, doesn't it? And you know, I've had a, a, a numerous conversations with different people that have been in different positions at different football clubs, and they go in there as a as a, as a manager. And the expectation of uh, what what uh, what the club can achieve throughout that season is is agreed at the start. For example, so the the, the board and the manager will get together and they'll say, right, well, this is our goal and target. This is where we're going to aim for. When things like this happen and West Ham get into the top five or six, expectation changes because it's human nature. 
So the fans' expectation is, well, you go into the season and you think, OK, if we finish in the top half, we'll have done OK. We, you know, that's where, where we sort of sit within the, the hierarchy of football at the moment. But now, because we're in the top four, five, six, people are going, oh, we can do really well. So expectation changes. And I think you've got to be wary of changing the expectation because then what happens is people then get on the slippery slope of going in the opposite direction. Mm. So, you know, the, the, the fans will start getting on the back of the players because they're not performing as, they, as their expectation has given them because of their, their um, I won't say false league position, but uh, elevated league, league position at this present time. But I would like to think that certainly top half would be, would be the, the, the right sort of expectation for, for the club. And it, it may be that it's, in, that it's sort of uh, uh, seventh or eighth or whatever and, and just missing out in that top six. I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's early days, isn't it? So we've only played eight games. Yeah, it certainly is. Jeff, we really appreciate you giving us a little bit of time uh, this evening. Thanks for coming on. Jeff Puck, their former West Ham legend. Always good to hear what he thinks he's saying. Just a little bit more realism, maybe that elevated position, slowly but surely, because it still has been a very good season for West Ham so far. We're going to be talking about that. How do they feel after eight games gone and going into that second international break? It's all coming up next. From Ali to Zaha, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. You are listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with We Are West Ham, James Jones and Will Pugh. And as always, you can get involved. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us on 0208 70 20 558. And also, if you really want, you can watch us on YouTube. We're streaming the show and also you can get involved. And I believe so far, some people have, James, haven't they? Yeah, Neil from Down Under. Unbelievable. We've got a fan down under. Evening, Neil. Uh, evening, Neil. You've He's, got a fan. Uh, well, I don't more, know about Will. Good yeah, morning, Neil. He's my fan. They'll give him a wave as well. Yeah, it's good morning. Uh, good morning. Yeah, it is good morning. It's 4.47 when he, when he commented on Wednesday morning. Uh, and he's asked a question. It'd be f- yeah, Wednesday morning, yeah. Yeah, Wednesday morning. Neil said, do you think Haller is being too isolated up front when we're attacking? It's funny, because when I was putting the running order together earlier on, and I was I was considering, well, for for this segment actually, I was considering whether to, to do it on Haller, because I was a little bit, I know he scored, I was a little bit disappointed with him again on the weekend. And I just thought, from my perspective, that's three games in a row where I've been a bit like, oh. When you say disappointed, what, 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 what exactly do you mean? Well, just, I mean... The the mischance in the first half that was really annoying because it was one and I said it at Aston Villa away that was um, it was nil nil and it was one of those games where not a lot was happening and that's when you need your forty five million pound man to step mm. up and do something he really didn't then he was just average didn't change the game at all and I just felt at the weekend again it was one of those games where it was so tight we've touched on it enough times already that. Crystal Palace were really well drilled and there will be more games like that this season make no mistake about it and in those games you have to be clinical and take your chances and I thought that one in the first half that wasn't a half chance that Aguero would put in and you go oh that's outstanding he was like five yards out and then just a little bit frustrated I don't know I I'm, I'm just haven't been well, he's 45 million quid's worth. That's well, if I thought they were going to fall out maybe at the start of the show with a few tweets from James Jones. James looks like he's about to launch a staunch defence <laughs> of the main man up front. Yeah, I, I, I just think that everyone's expecting Haller to, you know, to, to change Felton matches. He, he's not that type of striker. I think, you know, we, we were lucky in the fact when we had Arnie. I don't really like saying his name anymore, but I've had to. <laughs> uh, when we had Arnie I don't out say Arnie, he might be back. Yeah, 
Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, nice. nice. Oh, that's oh, good. Brilliant, Charlie. Oh, well done. That's quite good for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> but we had on Helvich, you know, he could change a game on his own. He could get the ball. He could take the game by the scruff of his neck and, and go for it and, and score goals and, and beat players on his own and score goals. Haller's not that type of player. Haller needs the service to change games. Haller needs the service. He needs the creative players behind him, like Anderson, like Lanzini, um, to, to create chances for him yeah they took quite that chance that he missed in the first half <laughs> should have scored it but I mean he scored more scored more of the chances he's had than he's missed this season you know he scored what four in what seven in the Premier League it's a pretty good return for a striker that's just just rocked up in the Premier League for the first time um, so to say that you know he didn't change the game you know it, it was the sort of game where you wanted your 45 million pound striker to yeah if you had Arnautovic on the pitch or you had Aguero or, or you know a, a striker with that kind of you know ilk then yeah fair enough but Haller's not the sort of player that is going to sit there at nil-nil with an hour to go and go right give me the ball I'm going to I'm going to go and beat three or four players this is that's that's the sort of game where Felipe Anderson yeah. should have been looking at it going right it's nil nil we've got we've got what an hour to go right we're going to we're going to win this game he's going to get the ball and he's going to put the right balls in the box or he's going to score a goal he's going to beat three or four players and put a nice ball in the box and he didn't do that for me Felipe Anderson was the disappointing aspect of, uh, of the team at the weekend mm. he didn't show us why we paid so much money for him last summer or two summers ago and we've already seen that he's capable of doing it he's not consistent enough so I think Anderson is the one that we've got to be pointing fingers at do you think Neil's right then do you think Neil's right when he said isolated do you think that's what it is do you think it's an isolation thing or do you think more of a service I have felt I have felt in previous games a little bit on Saturday as well uh, but particularly against Villa away at Villa too isolated for me way too isolated we need to get players closer to him the likes of Lanzini the likes of Anderson they're the players that are going to make things happen for Haller they're the players that are going to going to get in the goals play out wide Fredericks has given him two assists I think this season Lanzini's given him one um, or Anderson's given him one so that's what happens if you get the players out wide or you you give the players to Lanzini uh, give the ball to players like Lanzini and Anderson he's going to score goals more often than not but if you're not going to give them the ball or they're not going to be creative enough to give him the ball, then you can't really blame him because, you know, as as Neil said, you know, he has been isolated more often than not. Let's quickly talk about another incident from the game. There was a lot made Zaha potentially, uh, well, I say potentially, but the spitting incident. What do we know of that, Will? Have you, have you seen it and what did you make of it? I mean, I only saw it when James tweeted it out soon after the game. And I must admit, yeah, it's one of those where he can easily say, and as as you know that he hasn't spat at him, he hasn't. But he spat in his direction, mm. like, you know. In in my humble opinion, for what it's worth, having seen the footage, there's no what you know. He, he's looking right at the the direction of Declan Rice, who's just had the better of him, and he spat in his direction. Yeah, he hasn't. It, it probably was nowhere near him. It probably didn't hit him. But it was. It's just the general body language and the and the gesture of it. It's, it's it wasn't a nice thing to see. Put it that way. It, it wasn't nice. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I I I had my sound Twitter about it. I thought it was, it's feral behaviour from a from a professional footballer, football from anyone really. Uh, it's something you don't really expect to see. His his excuse was everyone does it um, in terms of spitting on a football pitch. It's right. the style, isn't it? That's like well, no, it, it doesn't make it right. You know, a lot of people do a lot of things. Doesn't make it right. Um, regardless of whether you're spitting at a player or whether you just spit on the floor. For me, I just don't think it's right. You shouldn't be doing it. But. Yeah, it's the way he kind of arched his back a little bit, and and I think he was just a little bit jealous that he got 
you know, outpaced by Declan Rice and outmuscled by Declan Rice. This is Wilfred Zaha, you know, paced little wing where everyone thinks he's brilliant in the Premier League. Hasn't scored this season, by the way. Um, everyone thinks he's an amazing footballer. Got outpaced and outmuscled by Declan Rice. Was clearly quite annoyed. At that point, it was nil-nil, I think, as well. So, or it might be one nil to us at the time. So he's probably really annoyed. And whenever he comes to West Ham, he gets a lot of stick from the fans. Mm. So, was it frustration? D- did he do it and then realise, oh? You know, I shouldn't have done that and, and just tried to cover it up a little bit. I don't know, but I don't think we'll ever know the truth. Of course, he's going to deny it, though. Yeah, no, I do agree, but I have to ask, James, I know we're talking about West Ham. You said uh, Zaha, everyone thinks he's a he's a good little winger. By that, do you not think that he's good or do you think that he's overrated? <laughs> I, th- I think he's a good player. Uh, I think... The way I see it is that if he was if he was that good, he'd, he'd have performed at Man United at the time when he went there, being had his chance. And I think he'd have already got a move to another top six club if he was still that good. Um, he hasn't scored for Palace this season, as as far as I understand it. And I thought we're, we're led to believe that this guy is one, one of the best players outside the top six. I'm yet to see anything that suggests that he is one of the best team players in the top six. And that's not me going, oh, because they beat us. I've, I've, no, just never, I've just never thought, oh, I could see him slotting in well at Man City. I could, I could, you know, the way, okay, when he went to United, he was young. Um, and it was a big move for him at the time. And, okay, it probably didn't work out. I mean, for whatever reason, it didn't work out with him. But he's had plenty of time since to earn another move to the top six club, regardless of how much Palace have wanted for him. And he hasn't got that move. Why? I don't know. I just I don't think he's as good as everyone claims him to be. I just mine's quite short and sharp on Zaha. I just think he'd be loads better in a better team because I think at the moment he's one man trying to do the attacking for four players. I think and def- teams know that teams weigh their defenses on the side of the pitch he's on because they know they don't have to worry about or as much about Jordan Ayew or Ben. Uh, Benteco or anything like that put him in a Arsenal team when Aubameyang's on the other side and Lacazette's in the middle bit like the year last year up to Parker talk about it all the time Pyatt was good because teams were also worrying about Lanzini Sacco and Antonio Think that that that's what I think of Zaha anyway. Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, you're talking about Zaha. When a team like Palace set up to defend and snatch that away point, you like you said they're going to be compact. They're going to nullify West Ham. They're not really looking to do too much with Zaha. They will try to snatch games, especially away from home. But it's all valid points from James. Let's look at the team though. Going into that second international break, eighth in the table, uh, eighth in the table, twelve points, unbeaten away. You mentioned before that uh, this stage last time you only had seven points. Is that right? Well, yeah. so you know it is better this year. I know it's. Really Really disappointing that defeat on the weekend, but you've got to be impressed because before this, I know fans uh, of any football team are all fickle because I know last week it was West Ham are doing really well. They're up there, they're in or, or, or around that top four. Could be, you know, finish higher than Man United, Spurs are on a terrible run. I still think all of those statements are true. It was just a bad day at the office, but you've got to be pleased where you are heading into this second international break, Will. Yeah, I think for it's, it's one of those sort of periods of the season. I know we had the one international break already, but eight games is a decent chunk of games, isn't it? We, we've seen how we fared against we have they were fortunate when the fixtures came out we we were looking at these games going yeah you want uh, uh you know you, this is how many points you'd want and i think if you said yeah you'd lose two of them it might not be the ones that well certainly the man city one i think the palace one you probably may have fl- you might have flipped that with the man united one or one of the other away games be it bournemouth watford uh, brighton watford or or even bournemouth yeah palace mm-hmm. um any of the away game, we haven't we haven't lost away. They're decent teams. We've gone up against. I think overall you've got there's some highs and some lows within it. You've, the lows, obviously, the Fabianski injury, which I think that will big loss. Yeah, that that will will start seeing the effects of that over the next few weeks. I think and 
yeah, this the city one ex- expected that wasn't yeah, unexpected at all. I think the Palace one was unfortunate. I think as as we, when we lost to Wolves last season, early on in the season, I remember saying then everyone was thought it was a nightmare because they just come up. I remember saying that won't be as bad of a defeat at the end of the year as it seems now and I was right because they ended up doing really well and I think the same will be said of Palace I think they looked really well organised really well drilled and I genuinely I've changed my tune on them completely I don't think they'll be anywhere near the relegation zone Mm, Change of tune for Will there Will uh, James what are the highs and lows for you so far? Well, I think the highs has got to be the, the good start to the season that we've had, as Will said. You know, we, we have had a really good start to the season. Palace was unfortunate. You know, I've once I've sobered up a little bit and and uh, got over those eight. Another change of tune for you this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, the city game is a city game. It is what it is. You know, you can't really. That was a free hit from the, from the from the off, wasn't it? But other than that, we've we've played some good football. You know, beating a Norwich team at the, at the time were pretty good. Um, you know, they were on a bit of a high with Pookie banging the goals in. Uh, for fun and we went beat them 2-0 nice and easily a lot of people were a little bit disappointed with the Villa game didn't get anything at Villa but Villa's a difficult place to go particularly under the light so I was quite happy with like, that point um, so we have done well um, it's just then how we how we react now to another Premier League defeat after doing so well going unbeaten for what was it six games or so how now how do we react uh, the worst possible fixture for me is Everton away because Everton away's never been a great stomping ground. Although last year we did yeah, win we there. Sort of half they're not shifted in, that jinx. But, I mean, they're not in good form though, are they? They're not in good form, but like, Silver's on the hot seat. Anyone that knows West Ham United, I know we'll talk about it in a bit, but anyone that knows West Ham United will know that whenever a team isn't in form, the best team for that team to play is West Ham United. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone knows it. If Richard, I mean, they've got their they've got a number of players that haven't been playing haven't played well this season. They'll have the game of their lives on Saturday. Moyes Keane will bag it. Not this Saturday. Keane, You've got yeah. the international break. You've oh, still yeah. got a week two, to in go. In two weeks' time, they'll score back. Moyes Keane will score double hat-trick. <laughs> It'll be great for them. <laughs> well, Marco Silva will be safe. So Marco Silva will right. be safe for a couple more weeks. And But yeah, I just think it's how we react. And if, if we go to Everton and get three points, we'll get, even get a point, I'll be happy with it. Well, we'll, um, and we'll just you know we'll go from there well we take a deeper look at that game next week because it is the international break this weekend but how do you feel going into the international break in terms of when you get a defeat and you go into the international break there it sort of hangs over that bad taste but this is a good time to work on things last international break Pellegrini said you know we worked on defensive formation worked on our tackling you really picked up momentum that time you were unbeaten apart from that Man City game do you feel like not a good time Will to, to lose but work on things how do you feel going into it off the back of that result I feel like if we'd have if we'd have won, I think we'd have been ahead of the curve of mm. or the head of the curve of fan expectation. I think <laughs> that that's that's how I see it. And I, I think with that. that defeat, I think we're smack bang on it. I think if you'd have said to most fans at the beginning of the season, right after eight games, where will you be? I think the majority of them would have gone, yeah, eighth, yeah, lost a couple, yeah, one, one, a handful. I think that's one more than we've lost, which we, which we have done. I think most fans would have said about here. So, I think there is, it's hard, and I understand it is hard to shed that feeling of initial disappointment after a game like that. But I think when you take a step back, I think we go, okay, Pellegrini certainly. I think when you know he had his book of targets, he would have done with the board and with his coaching staff. I think when they take this time to to reflect and calm down a bit and react, they'll go, right, exactly where we said we would be. So we're on target, that's all right. And yeah, we'd have taken that from the first eight. So this next period now, you know, I know it's a massive football cliche and you'll see it on every single footballer's Twitter after we lose, but we go again. 
Mm. Are you not a fan of the we go again, the, the Marcus <laughs> Rashford? We got to regroup and we go again. No, I really, I, I hate all of it. All the absolute drivel that you can literally, you might as well just get the media guy to come out and read it off of a script. But what I did like, not completely off topic, but I loved David De Gea's interview after the Man United Newcastle at the weekend because fair play, it was the first time in pr- pretty much all season, other than the Matty Longstaff one at the same game, that I've seen two players actually stand there and talk how they feel. So, no, I hate all the we go again and I love <laughs> David De Gea going, I just don't know. <laughs> we hate the we go again but we prefer I just don't know from David De Gea well of course next it is the West Ham quiz that's why you've tuned in it's what we're waiting for and the scores and the tensions are riding high giving your team a voice Love Sport Radio you are listening to the West Ham Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me Charlie Hawkins I'm joined in the studio with We Are West Ham James Jones and Will Pugh what a show it's been earlier we spoke to former West Ham legend Jeff Pike about West Ham's brilliant start to the season but he said let's keep our feet on the ground let's not get too carried away we will try Jeff we spoke about that disappointing defeat to Palace on the weekend but now though it's when the show really comes down to crunch time because it can only be time for the West Ham quiz here we go, a bit of tension in the studio. Now, I'm going to explain the quiz very quickly. This is the mystery player quiz. I will give James and Will five clues to get a player, and if they get that player, they get a point. There is three players, so hopefully it will either be a 2-1 scenario, 3-2, three, 3-0. Three, Whoever wins, who gets the most players tonight, gets a point. They win that They win that game week, excuse me. In game weeks, it, James has won four, Will has won three. So in game weeks, James is leading 4-3. If the scores are tied, we will go down to who won the most points in those weeks overall. This is at the end of the season. This yeah. is at the end of the season, but only if the game weeks are tied. And just because we'll, we'll add to the drama, on those points, James is winning 12-9, but those scores are only needed if the game weeks are tied. Will, that's what he cares about because he is only one away from tying it up. James did have a big lead. It is 4-3. This is tonight's edition of the West Ham Mystery Player Quiz. Gents, fingers, buzzers at the ready. I know Will's going to reel off about 10 shots within the first clue. (laughs) But here we go. Player one, clue number one. Began playing career at Bournemouth. Clue number two. Signed by Alan Pardew for 275k in 2004. Kevin Horlock. Incorrect. Andy Melville. Incorrect. Clue number three. They have both had one failed attempt. Clue number three. Played in the FA Cup final. (laughs) Crikey. Clue number four. They are both stumped so far. Clue number four. War number six. Carl Fletcher? That is correct. Great shout. Oh, no. <laughs> Will has taken an early need. It is 1 0. But as I said, there are two more oh. players. James can still win this tonight. But <laughs> Look, if, Will, if Will gets the next player, he has tied it overall. The next player, player number two, clue number one. I'm asking Neil from Down Under for help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting because clue number one for player number two, their real name is Neil. <laughs> Neil Miller? <laughs> clue number two. One hammer of the year for the 1998-1999 season. What? Clue number three. Two spells at the club. No. 
No. Ninety-nine season. Clue number four. Played in the two thousand and six World Cup. <laughs> oh God. Clue number five. Your final clue for this player. Player number two. Our mystery player tonight. Wore shirt number one. Craig Forrest. No. McClusco? No. Real name is Neil. Hammer of the Year, 1998-1999. Two spells at the club played in the Shaka two... his lot? That is correct. Yes! Will is 2-0 tonight, and it is 4-4. That is what matters in game weeks, is 4-4. So we will continue playing because points are on offer, and Will also wants to close that deficit. <laughs> James is absolutely seething in the studio. Can we get the aircon on? Because it is getting hot in here, as Nelly would say. Player number three, clue number one. Came through, James is still shaking his head, came through the academy ranks. Clue number two, made their debut in the 5-0 FA Cup defeat to Nottingham Forest in 2014. It's all of them, isn't it? Chris Cohen? No. (laughs) It's all of them, yeah, sorry. (laughs) Premier League debut in a 0-0 draw with QPR in 2015. Freddie Sears? No. James, you need you need a point because it, it could be a 3-0 here tonight and it could be... Uh, Premier League debut against QPR when? Sorry. 2015. Clue number four. Only made five appearances for the club. Clue number five. No. Clue number five. <laughs> shirt number 32. Oh, that don't help. Ah, oh, no. Do you want a quick rundown? Yeah, go on. Came through the academy ranks, made the debut in a 5-0 FA Cup defeat to Nottingham Forest in 2014. Premier League debut in a 0-0 draw with QPI in 2015. Elliot Lee. No. <laughs> Only five appearances at the club, wore shirt number 32. James, you need this. Will, tonight the points are in the bag, but overall you would like to get another point. Love a whitewash. Which it Paul McCallum? It's correct. Can I just say, Will, if you Is get correct? this tonight... No, that's incorrect. Well, if you got this, it would be 4-4 and 12-all. So you need this. James, You, if you get this, you can stand the lead in the games. I mean, it's... I mean, five games for the Right, club. you've had five clues. I've read them twice. Would you like the initials? Got to be, yeah. R-B. Blimey. Wow. Wow, I mean, this is, this is hard. People are going to be screaming at the radio. This is probably embarrassing. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't have Ask the Audience or Phone a Friend, but it's no. down to you two and you RB. two only. Who do you think it is at home? Oh. I've just got... My mind has gone black. First name? Yeah, but then you've got it, haven't you? Shall I try to get another clue why you both think? Yeah, I mean... Quickly? Oh, this, is, this is the one we got beat Sorry to everyone at home, by the way. This is extremely embarrassing. So we... Yeah, you call, Reece Burke. That is correct. Uh. It's 3-0. <laughs> Unbelievably... <laughs> It is free. You didn't see me typing that, did you? Oh, free oh. nil! <laughs> right, oh, it is free nil. <laughs> and can I just say, for the point of the points exercises in game weeks, Will was one four, James was one four, which means we have to look at the score point decider. <laughs> And it is 12-12. Everything is to play for. James was running away with it. 3-1 up, 4-2 up. 4-1 up. Yeah, 4-1 up. But it is 4-4 and 12-12. Unbelievably, James has capitulated. He has folded. (laughs) He has absolutely got nothing in the locker. He has peaked. He just can't get over the line. Will, though, get stronger. This this is what it must feel like to be Tottenham. (laughs) (laughs) You're on a Tottenham of the West Ham quiz. Bottled it. Absolute bottled it. 
I was Nothing I was home and hosed. I thought that was it. That was my pints at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd lined it up. Oh, that is absolute game. Just for the international week as well, that's eight games. Four. Unbelievable. Absolutely outstanding. I've got, well, I've got to brush up with me. I think it's a fused all my knowledge up. Next week's quiz will be huge because who will take the lead? It is currently 4-4. Next week is massive. I suggest you both have a good week of research. As always, thank you to Reese who sends in the quiz because tonight was an absolute Legend. stormer. James and Will, it is 4-4. This has been the West Ham Show. We talked all about Palace. We were delighted to have Jeff Pike on. Next week, we'll be talking Everton. And of course, the West Ham quiz will be back in action. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network.